Oh yeah, baby. Welcome to Hashtag All Podcast Matter Presents. Black History Month movies. I'm, I don't know. Because <laughs> it's not movies you've already seen to before, and it's uh, not a regular-ass movie review. Um, we watched Superfly this week, which I've never seen. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. We're kind of taking a journey through exploitation. Yes. Because we watched Shaft, and we we did Shaft last year. But then it's like, all right, what else have we seen? And so we're going to go Dolomite, right? And then we're going to do one of uh, Cle- uh, Foxy Sam Brown. Greer. Foxy Brown. Brown? Right. Foxy Brown. All right, cool. And it's crazy because watching Shaft, I always say Batman and Batman, Batman, 89 Batman, Purple Rain, um, Muppets in Space, some of the greatest soundtracks ever. I was, I forgot, I didn't know about Superfly. Whoo! Talk about fire. Oh, this movie is a soundtrack. It's one of the few movies where the soundtrack outgrows the movie. Okay, I see that. But this was like, I I was always scared to watch Black Tation movies. Like, like, they weren't, they didn't translate well today and they weren't going to be good today. But I think I was thinking of white movies that people like The Shining. Everybody, oh my god, The Shining is so awesome! It's groundbreaking. I watched The Shining. I was bored. Like, I did not like that movie. You're a Shining fan, right? It's okay. Yeah, but everybody's like, oh, it's such a horror. And I'm like, nigga, what? 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 I did not like The Shining. And then, like, being a little woke when I watched it, like, <laughs> Magical Black Negro. Oh, Stephen King loves Ma- Stephen King loves magical negroes. Um, Red Rum was cool. He has several of them. But, oh, you think the Blood it. Elevator is cool. Yeah, it is. The um, scene, the scene with like the monster furries is pretty disturbing. But yeah, it was hella long. And then they they really told me Olive Oil was gonna be a star. She really was. She was in pop. She was popping. Huh. Yeah, she's in favorite movies. I don't care what you say, nigga. That Popeye movie was awesome. Childhood nostalgia. All right, we probably should watch that. It's good. <laughs> probably a good movie to review, but I'm not going to say it's good. Let's talk about Superfly. Superfly. Directed by Gordon Parks. Mm-hmm. 1972 Superfly with uh, starring Ryan O'Neal. Mm-hmm. The incredibly athletic, light-skinned Ryan Nigga. O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga. This movie is 30 minutes long and an hour of driving. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the script is only 45 pages. <laughs> it's like, how can we for driving? <laughs> uh, badass cars riding around and uh, white people giving looks. Uh, Did you know what kind of car that was? So I just put me a blast. I'm no, no, sure no. Cadillac dudes in a quarter, but I don't think it is. No, that's what, that's why I'm asking you. Because yeah. I'm like, it looks like Cadillac, but I think it's a Rolls Royce. But it had a Rolls Royce. No, no, they had a Rolls Royce in there. That wasn't a Rolls Royce. No, it was a Cadillac with a with a Royce grill. No, it just had the lady on the head. Oh, that might have been a Pontiac. That might have been a Pontiac gr- lady. All right. No, it was it was, it was cussing. Yeah. Um, Caddy, Caddy with a Royce grill. Because it was a real pimp's car that they, they borrowed for the film. Probably. <laughs> I was happy. Um, that was a good choice. So, this movie opens with two dirty-looking motherfuckers walking through the streets. Uh-huh. Just a day, day in the life of two dirtbags. Just uh, doing drugs. Uh, they were, at, I guess they didn't get money from one girl, so they they thought they was going to rob somebody. They picked the wrong dude to rob. <laughs> I think when they saw that luxurious hair, they should have backed off. <laughs> exactly. I was like, mm, no. Um, 
then it cuts to our uh, protagonist of the movie. Uh, <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> priest who's laying up in the bed with his white woman. And I love 70s movies because titties be out. And she was uh, feeding for the penis. <laughs> it was it was tasteful because there was like a blanket covering her, her butt crack. Yeah. And this fool was in incredibly good shape. And he was kind of buff and everything like that. Pimpin', Pimpin' is not easy because he has to work out. Because we see he was a man of many facets. <laughs> Like, oh, we do see that. Like this nigga is like an onion. There's <laughs> layers to this motherfucker. We'll, we'll get to it, but he has like quite a bit of activities. It's, exactly. He's. I mean, you can't just do one thing. He has hobbies. Um. So he gets up and he's like, "Baby, I gotta make a run." And she's fiending for the D. She was like, "No, I don't want no coke. Coke goes better with D." He's did like, you, "Yeah." Did you like his uh onk necklace with the with the coke spoon on the end? I mean, everyone should have one of those. No, with his crucifix. The coke. The coke accessories are amazing. The the the, the fix yes, necklace. Yes, with a tiny spoon on the end. Exactly, and just, uh, uh, there's a lot of coke being done, and I'm like, how do you fake doing coke on a movie set? What are they putting in their nose? Because something really has to go in your nose. Yeah, like how's this happening? Because I mean, the special effects weren't that good. We saw the great choreography towards the end of the movie, <laughs> fight choreography. Um, so he takes a few bumps and he walks out the door. His nigga eye on coke all day. It's I, like, I like how she's like, hey, you gonna come back? You coming back? You coming back? Cut. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real pimp. Um, he walks out, and the drug dealer, I mean, the drug junkie, uh, snatches money from him and takes off. But, oh, no. He's not just super fly. He's super fly, anyway. <laughs> he's super fast, because Ron O'Neill has legs. Bruh. Um, I told him when I got here, if this nigga did more movies, like more movies, he would have been the greatest runner in Hollywood, because he got time. He, this motherfucker looks fast. Like... I know this is a movie, but I think he had to slow down in this chase scene because he was jumping people. No, the uh, <laughs> the choreography in this chase scene stand, like stands today. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're moving really fast, and it, it looks hectic as hell. Mm-hmm. Just run, run around Harlem, Bruh. Uh And then he clears a he clears a five foot fence easily, e- easily in heels, and I mean pimp heels. <laughs> uh, they. No one was tired. He was not breathing hard when he finally caught up to the dude. He wasn't. And he still looked luxurious. Exactly. His hair was still flowing and shit like that. I was like, hmm, special effects like a motherfucker. He kicks his dope and he spits up some oatmeal from... <laughs> there, I, did, I did notice there was some Quaker oatmeal on the counter. <laughs> I think that was uh, heroin. <laughs> the heroin spit-ups. Because <laughs> we're doing H. Uh, the 70s, so we're doing H right now. Coke and H. Because uh, that high dude was on when he towards any movie. So... After, after that, uh, our, our hero Priest Youngblood goes goes back to the apartment mm-hmm. where he meets uh, Fat Freddy and his, his other friend. Mm-hmm. And the other friend has a t- to tell Priest that Fat Freddy's short with money, and Priest is like, "God damn it!" <laughs> and he goes into full on rage mode. He was like, "Look here, man! The second time you've been late with my money, either you're gonna go get my money, or I'm putting your wife out on a uh, horse alley." I was like, "God damn." I'm like, whoa. Tell you he gonna hold your wife out? It's pretty harsh, priest. No, it wasn't. He he's like, look here. He said some real ass shit. He was like, oh, he's been following a hard time. He's like, so if fifty motherfuckers following a hard time, I'm gonna starve, huh? He's like, nah, this nigga been short with my money before, and I'm not letting it slide this time. But he gave him an out. He gave him actually a easy out. Either rob somebody or I'm hoeing your wife. And he, he gives him the first gun ever. I'm pretty sure he made it himself. <laughs> the Smith and Wesson. Not Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson. You say the whole thing. Take this and do that job we talked about. Which was a kind of an easy job. It was pretty easy. I don't yeah. understand why I had to go so far. Maybe that was somebody in particular. But I couldn't really tell people a part of this movie. Oh. 
Everybody looked alike. Oh, they sure did. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Um, <laughs> this is this is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie where they go to the national dice championship. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I love how hair and makeup took the whole movie off except for Priest's hair. Everybody's hair is shitty. I think I've uh, never seen so many shitty afros in my life. For the clothes, there was no budget for the clothes, so everybody just wore their own clothes. Uh-huh. Makes so sense. M- maybe it was the same for the hair. Oh, no, they spent all the budget on Priest's clothes because that nigga <laughs> was fly as fuck this whole movie. And that hair. No, for real. That was, that was his. That was his clothes. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right on his... Wait. What, Eddie, did, what did he do before he acted? Eddie was looking fly as shit, too. Yes, Eddie was digging. Um, So he runs up on the dice game and he has to talk to Eddie. And Eddie was like, oh, it must be something because you come in a dice game. But he was like, well, I'm beating this nigga's ass in his hand. I got a hot hand in the dice game. <laughs> I don't want to leave right now. And Pri- Priest was looking, he's looking distraught. And he has a heart of gold. But Priest was looking distraught, so he's like, all right, I'm leaving. And so one dude with, uh, let's say, shitty Afro number one, he was like, hey, man, this nigga come through, and I got to lose my money. Uh, who the fuck is him? And he was like, hey, bro, you really don't want these problems. And then he was like, oh, this old white. And he slapped the shit out of him from calling him white. I think he dealt with that too much in school. <laughs> And he was tired of you jive-ass niggas <laughs> calling this motherfucker white. And so he slapped the shit out of him. He, he pimp-slapped him so hard, the nigga, uh, uh, a six-foot-four man fell to the ground. It was fantastic. Bruh. And then he was about to get up and get mad, but Eddie is all the way about that life. And he said, look here, dude. Um, yeah, you shouldn't have said nothing. And he probably shouldn't have hit you. I will murder you. I appreciate that friendship. Mm-hmm. I really do. You can tell that they're really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're both right at the end. So uh, he tells him, he was like, look here, man, I'm tired of this. He's like, uh, a few things happened that uh, weighed on Priest's heart. One, he had to chase down a drug dealer for some money. I mean, chase down a junkie for some money and almost messed up his beautiful hair. Almost. And it didn't. And then he's mad that he was actually sad that he had to send Freddie on a run because he know Freddie don't rob niggas. He just sells coke, and ain't nothing wrong with selling coke. Are you talking about that nigga, Fat Freddy? Fat Freddy, yes. I had to say that because that's what Eddie says. Eddie has the best lines in the movie. No, when Priest says, <laughs> Priest has the most controversial best lines in the movie that we will not talk about. Yes, yes, I agree. It was a different time. It was a different time. It, it really was. Yes. But the, he's like, do we have anything in the, to eat in the fridge? And he's like, I don't know, nigga. He goes to the fridge, and he just gets out a sandwich. Uh, he he's like me. Uh, he's on that no carb snack, <laughs> so he just rolled up a piece of cheese <laughs> and a piece of ham and just, just snacking on it. It's the best snacks ever. But I don't I don't think sandwich bag existed back then. Yeah, they did. I'll talk about it a little bit later. But um, so he comes up with the idea. He's like, "Look, man, I'm ready to get out the game." They had three hundred thousand between the two of them, which is a lot of fucking money. And they they kind of downplayed how much money. Uh, that's hell of fucking money. That's, that's money. Like we know, it's not that much money right now. But that's that much money right now, right? Uh, if I had one hundred fifty racks right now, I'd have one hundred fifty racks right now. All right, I, I know. I'm, I'm not like, gonna... I'm like, wait a minute. This is seventy two. You can't retire with that. <laughs> that's a like, lot of fucking money. He's like, no, I still want color TVs in every room. Oh. Well, he said, nigga, you got an a A-track player and a color TV in every room. I was like, how many rooms? <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. It's only two rooms, two color TVs. We're living the American dream, nigga. I have to say that because the use of nigga in this film is beautiful. Poetic. It, may, it, it warms me. It, this is when we started reclaiming nigga. Yes, we reclaimed the N-word. Um, 
So he, he gave up his plan about uh, going to Scatter to get to spend three hundred thousand dollars and get thirty keys. And Eddie did not want to do it, but if his partner's leaving, his partner's leaving. It's like, you know, like how distraught you were. Oh, I was gonna. I th- I think I qu- I equated. I thought their relationship was kind of like ours. No, I was gonna make a better joke. But you, I mean, you do it right. I'm like Vic. I want to get out of the game. Let's get thirty keys and then retire. Oh, nigga! I, if I'm ever selling drugs, we had a full retirement plan. All right, we already reached our first goal of this thing. Now we got to do our next goal. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but it's earlier in the year. Exactly. We, so we, we do before we do it. We set our goals and we reach them. Hey, we're good. Yeah. So we made a goal and we reached our damn goal. We going to fucking Comic Con for free, and we dealt with racism this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> check and check. <laughs> That was on the to-do list. We, I, we needed to. Exactly. My new goal is get my followers up. Anyway, you're getting to 10,000. Our podcast matter going to get to 10,000 40 years out. That's a big goal. But yeah. 10,000 what? Followers on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'll do that. All right. <laughs> they got to be at work following people. <laughs> but only Bay Area people. Um, Fat Freddy's uh, deal goes well as he robs a dude with the stocking cap on, which I always thought never really concealed your identity. At all. But... I mean, yeah, maybe, he was a nigga. I mean, maybe if you've never seen him before. <laughs> this was the least racist uh, Italian thing I've ever seen. He threw in the jazz, but it wasn't that racist. He was throwing in the Italian shots. Um, this was also another five-minute driving scene. <laughs> this movie is starring driving? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, pro- baby. They didn't have a lot of money for production, so they, a lot of the scenes are just driving. Also starring a soundtrack that gets used multiple, multiple times. It's only like fire a, the whole time. It's it's pretty great, but there's only eleven songs in the soundtrack. This song, this this movie couldn't afford those songs right now. <laughs> it's like mm-mm, mm-mm, not these songs. Bro, the, the movie got financed by uh, Gordon Parks and his dad. And he's a dentist. Hey, I hope they're getting some of that soundtrack money. I, I hope so. It's a classic. Um, but I like I like how they worked Curtis Mayfield into the movie. That was pretty cool. That was a real ass scene. <laughs> that, that that really happens. Niggas was niggas was popping up at the juke joint. I was like, is that motherfucking Curtis? Curtis! Curtis! Get your ass up here. It's also where, you know, niggas wasn't big. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were big, but it was like, let me go stop by Scatter. You know, Scatter get me dope back in the day. Everybody's from the same hood. Like and Kurt, Curtis, man, he had smooth ass voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, so, I'm your pusher, man. That's your, great. That nigga in the alley. Uh, did we go to Scatters' place? Yeah, now they're at Scatters, and uh, you know I'm just having a good ass time. And essentially, they get to the kitchen, and he's like, "Yo, hook me up with them thirty bricks." Mm-hmm. He's reluctant at first, and he's like, "Don't call ass on me, man." And the priest is like, "I love you, man. I respect you. I've been working for you. I washed your car back in the day when I was a kid, and now I just need those bricks, mm-hmm. thirty bricks, at show price. I can't get him." And Scatter was trying to tell him, "Like, you bro, you don't want this. You really don't want this life. And I'm almost out this life." But he never really was. Wink. And so uh, Eddie was like, "Yo, connection still open." Uh, Scatter pulled the pistol on him uh, for I uh, really no reason. <laughs> well, I think because he was reluctant at first, and he's like, first of all, I was talking to priest. Second of all, don't use nigga in that tone." <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like the um the, the I didn't like your upper inflection on the n word, nigga. Did you just call me a nigga, nigga? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Also, and so, Priest, after milling it over with a pistol in Eddie's face, <laughs> said, all right, come by and I'll give you this one brick. And then I'll maybe give you 30. Oh I'm not sure. 
I'm like, can you be a little more specific? This is kind of a big deal. Yeah, like, <laughs> am I coming for a break? And so, um... And like how Eddie's like, oh, that was part of my plan. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, no, Eddie was... Eddie was the dark skin of the group. And Priest is like, nah, nigga, he wouldn't have murdered you. He's like, he wouldn't have murdered me with you there. And he's like, you still are breathing. He's like, like exactly. Touche. And they high-five each other. <laughs> he's like, and scene. Um, they go to the after-hours parts and meet up with uh, Fat Freddy and other dude. Did you see that dude? That mm-hmm. C- CK the pimp. That was his car who uh, Young Priest is driving. That's why. Well, so that really was a pimp. That's a real pimp. You can kind of tell, right? Yeah. I was saying, nigga, shit. <laughs> his, his lingua was like... <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 that hat cocked to the side when everyone... Like, hold up. He has the best fro in this... Oh, okay, that makes sense now. So, they get down and they have a beer. He's, he's like, he's like, give me a beer. This is 1972, so you only offer one kind. <laughs> a beer, nigga. <laughs> Um, Fat Freddy gets there and they really didn't talk about the plan. No, he's just like, well, everything's going great. He's like, here's my money. And then this is how good a dude Priest is. He was like, all right, you wouldn't rob that nigga. So here's a little extra from the money you owe me. Here's the rest of it. You only owe me this much money. So here's the extra money you owe me because you had to go do that work. Just don't be late with my money anymore. Matter of fact, save that money in case you were late with my money. Then give me that money. Fat Freddy. And if Fat Freddy's wife was there, it was being... Fat Freddy loves his wife. That's what we got. So then... Scene. Also, Fat Freddy had just gotten out of jail. In case you're wondering why he's not a good actor. Oh. He's not an actor. Okay. Uh, Priest goes and tells his lady that he wants out of the game. His black lady. Yeah, his black lady. Mm-hmm. His number one. Mm-hmm. And so she... And she was like, yeah, me, and stuff like that. Tended love making scene in the shower, in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw actual insertion in this scene. You, sometimes it happens. I'm pretty sure this, like, there's actually been some movies where we saw fucking going on. <laughs> like, hmm, wait, a, uh, wait a minute. Fat Freddy gets picked up. Fat Freddy's beating the shit out of somebody the next day because he... Well, they tell us in a second. And they pick him up, but of course he's starting a public menace with about... 10 years worth of dope on him. So he's beaten up. And then they got him in an interrogation room with the worst fake blood I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like, put this uh, strawberry jam and wax on your face. <laughs> like, no, that was like makers. <laughs> the, make, the shit they seal the makers with on his fucking face. Like, that was fluorescent red crayon. <laughs> I'm like, I might like, wait, is he bleeding? Is he? Ble- is that what they're trying to tell? Oh, yeah. he's They're beating him up. Okay, I get it. So, uh, Freddy rolls on... Priest about a plan they never talked about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he knew it. He's like, "Oh, I read the script. Don't worry about it." <laughs> he 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 played he, he played the advanced copy of it <laughs> while they're being made. They <laughs> fast forward. Skip this part. Skip this part. Uh, Spaceballs reference. Uh, anyway, so Priest is about to have the best life ever, and he's almost. I'm getting up the dope game, and it's going to be all good. <laughs> it's, it's almost like things are perfect. <laughs> almost. And then he gets jammed up by well, eight white cops. And kinda, they made him offer he can't refuse. Kind of Dick Tracy S cops. And like, yeah, see, we found you guys. They weren't that racist, though. Uh, no, they weren't. I, I kind of would have expected a little more niggers. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was offering a partnership. And so he was like, oh, those are your 30 keys? 
and they wanted to see if they would snitch on Cheddar, and he was like, nah, those are my third. Like, they were ready to go down for 30 keys. Like, real niggas. And he was like, look, all right, you want 30 keys? Here's 30 keys. Matter of fact, here's 30 keys at 10,000 a brick. Remember, that was what uh, Jeezy was offering. No, wait, who was it? No, uh, uh, Young Buck was saying he got him 10 a key, which I, I think that's a fucking lie. All right. That's a really good deal. Nigga. That's almost entrapment. Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't question that at the time. I know that nigga wasn't getting 10 a key off. Come on, bro. 10, 10, 10, nigga, he, whatever, nigga, 10, no, no, the key. Fuck whatever. Hold shit. <laughs> if he had it like that, I see why 50 signed his ass. Wait, I'm a millionaire right now, but you're really getting bricks for 10. All right, come on. Shit, nigga. In a, in a landlocked country? Come on, bro. I think it's a metaphor. I mean, he was really claiming that shit, nigga. I know Pusha got it for cheap back when he was talking about he got it for cheap. That Rhea gang was not it. He was really selling dope. Anyway. The mixtapes. Those mixtapes were great, by the way. Rhea gang tapes. Underrated. Them niggas could really rap. And that tandem rap they was doing was fucking fire. Uh, where we at? So uh, Eddie is fucking stoked. He's like, we got a line, man. And Eddie was like, look, um, yeah, I was ready to get out of the game because you gave me no choice. But this nigga just said, we get the line, and he can keep the police off of us. We're about to do it then. And then we get a picture montage. Now, this, Eddie has, like, the best speech like of the movie. He's like, what the fuck else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You can't pimp. You don't have the heart for it. No offense. No, he said, you, he said this shit happened, and you ain't got the heart for it. You see, you got a golden-ass nigga. I'm ready to murder everybody. And the only reason why I was getting out, because I don't want to do this without you. We are, you're my best friend. I know, and you really see that they care for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just cool to see two people just chasing the dream. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And it, it really was a good deal. Ten bricks, and he gave him credit and shit like that. And he's already had a he's already fifty men strong, so the bricks were gonna sell himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they, <laughs> and he says, "Let's get this on the road, Cuddy." And I'm like, "Yes, I love the word. I'm bringing it back <laughs> from the seventies." <laughs> and and that, we get a picture montage of everybody enjoying dope, which is kind of great. Yeah, we got the. The construction worker, the the black, he looked like a lawyer or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's enjoying dope, 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 dope. And we see a lot of foil being opened, which yes. is which kind of makes me think: Wait, were sandwich bags invented in the eighties? Because they're putting coke and foil. I just feel like it would come out. No, they folded. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you're it's, doing. It's, it's not like you like playing basketball with coke <laughs> on you, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like it was in a bag and shit like that. I'm, I'm, Listen, but I guess they were only selling it in one like denomination and shit like that. They there were no ten, tens and like oh I don't want everybody. They were all eight balls. You can, <laughs> you can only get an eight ball and you better be careful with it. Exactly. Like, don't like, hey don't douse me too much. I'm carrying coke. Exactly. Um, but it shows that everybody everybody in America does coke in from top to bottom. So the commentary. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh, we go to jail for it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we at now? <laughs> they get pushed up on by the uh, the black militants. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they knew exactly where he was going to be, and so the black militants uh, run up on Priest and Eddie, and uh, Eddie's been trying to kill somebody this whole movie. You notice that too? <laughs> I love the I love the look on Eddie's face. He's like, oh, please let me murder these niggas. Because he doesn't say anything, but he's his head is just back, and he's like, Priest, get the word. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> He, he was doing the uh, the eraser thing where he's like, imagine how he's going to kill these niggas. And he's time his watch. He's like, 15 seconds. <laughs> and so uh, 
they try to shake him down, talking about uh, you've been eating out the hood, now the hood needs to eat off you. Uh, and then he says the line for, uh, where I'm pretty sure this is where Black Dynamite stole this line from. Um, he was like, look, if y'all really want to do this shit, get some guns, and when y'all ready to start the revolution, I'll be the first nigga in line killing Whitey. But until then, back the fuck up off me. And then it's like, we'll see you again. And I'm pretty sure that's what Superfly 2 is about, him fighting with Black Vincent. We have... Uh, I'm gonna look into it. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of Superman, Superfly Two. Then he meets some guy, and then random coke thing. And they, he was like, "God damn, priest, you got that fire." He was like, "Blue magic." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes back to meet his uh, his number two, mm-hmm. and this is when uh, Scatter interrupts. Ah, uh, Scatter is like, "Hey, the cops are after me." See, he said, "Act 3 <laughs> He's like, "I guess we should wrap the movie up." <laughs> Because we've been driving. We're running out of gas. <laughs> Scatter tells him that the cop he's running drugs for is, is going to kill him. And he's like, here's the info. Here's how he lives and how he makes his money. Mm-hmm. His address. Big game. And his name is like Ricardo. Or what's his name? Richmond. Let's figure, forgot, forgot what the dude's name Richmond is. Johnson. That's it. And so he was like, I just need 20 racks. And uh, Priest is a great person. He was like, look, I'm going to give you this 20 racks. And we're, wherever you find, get out. Just let me know where you are. And then I'm going to see you money. I'm going to make sure you get it because you're the reason why I'm eating right now. And he was like, look, they ain't going to let you out either and shit like that. But in, just in case, here's the, here's the end of the movie. Right here. <laughs> the envelope literally said the end of the movie. There was no, like, oh, snap. <laughs> no, no surprises. Remember remember at one hour and five minutes. That was where he wrapped it up. Okay. And so Scatter was being chilled. Like, for the nigga that's paranoid about getting killed, he wasn't like he's kind of he's kind of carefree for being so paranoid. Yeah, he's like, whoop, nothing can go wrong, and something immediately goes wrong. They put Scatter in a thing. He should have known they were going to kill him. Then, listen, and- if you're ever in this sort of scenario, mm-hmm. don't just normally come to the house, right? Mm-hmm. Call me and give me some sort of vague instructions and say like the do- the dove is out in the open, and then I'll meet you at the place we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm a- I'm incredibly paranoid, so I made actual plans like this. Oh, we missed the one scene. All right, there's one scene where uh, Superfly in his luxuriously hairiness was practicing his kung fu <laughs> which has no relevance to the plot it's just it's just to show yes, that he's does. just to show that he's a multifaceted gentleman yes it does oh wait maybe at the end yes yes it does That's the reason why he's not dead <laughs> <laughs> he beat the shit out of them honkies uh he's actually very good at his kung fu he's a yellow belt but he practices one-on-one so it's all hand-to-hand combat he knows what he's doing he's ready for everything and so um he gives, so they take Scatter, and then they give him the hot pack, and he ODs, and so he's like, damn it, he ODs. So now... Immediately, we see an incredibly non-discreet scene, so we can see what's happening through a glass window in a restaurant, where Priest Youngblood is giving some people the envelope that we saw earlier, mm-hmm. and a large wad of money. Mm-hmm. I think it was the $20,000 he was going to give the thing. Mm-hmm. And so we go to Eddie's place, and he was like, Eddie... You heard what happened to Priest? And he was like, yeah, OD. He was like, that motherfucker didn't OD. We know what happened. <laughs> and so he was like, man, it's time to get out. He was like, man, I ain't getting out. I'm going to live like a prince. And even if this nigga do try and kill me, I just want him to let me die. Old man. And I'll be happy. And I was like, Eddie's right. Eddie's right, right? I feel like he is. This is a, my favorite thing in movies mm-hmm. where it's like, if he just kept explaining, like things would have gone perfectly. Mm-hmm. Eddie is right. But... Priest didn't explain his plan and that he already did it. <laughs> he was like, look, nigga, we're fine. 
But he knew Eddie was he knew Eddie was in love with the life. Because Eddie never wanted to get up, and now he got all the connection and pretty much no risk. No, but I did. But I did like that. Is that it, it's it's not so clear cut. True. Because even uh even Priest himself said when he was talking to his number one lady, I can't do anything else because I have a record. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do? He doesn't know either. He just wants out of the game. Yeah, because she wanted him to get out with the money he had. He's like, look, this money ain't gonna last as long. I'm not going back to no punk ass life. And he's like, if I like quit now with just this money, what was I was taking these 50-50 chances for? I need to do something right. Like he was trying to get out, but he knew there is a point to where he need to get out. And I think hundred fifty thousand dollars would have been the point where you need to get out. But these niggas wasn't watching money back then, so she doesn't have a record. So we are gonna watch money through her. I believed her acting when she told Priest that she loved him in the bathtub. I believe that shit. I was like, damn, this chick can act. That's good. Brown mm-hmm. too. Anyway, um. So, Priest was like, all right, fine, Eddie. I know we're not going to see eye to eye, so empty the safe. And he didn't trust Eddie no more. The friendship broke and it hurt my feelings. I hurt, that shared my heart too, man. So, he filled up half the safe. And he wasn't greedy. He was like, put my half in here, then I'm leaving. And he knew what was, had to happen. He gets on the elevator and he knew Eddie was going to rat him out. So, but the doubles cross was in. Old lady gets on, which is really number one. And they switched the bag of ruse. So when the police come in, the Eddie calls the police and say, man, this nigga trying to run. And so they come and pick him up and they take him to the docks. But they made the switcheroo with the bags. And so they, we get to the docks and the movie. <laughs> There's a great fight sequence with some leg sweeps. <laughs> All the kung fu he's learned. And some incredible slow motion and mm-hmm. some terrible blood again. So the main drug dealer boss, Commissioner Gordon, was like, ha you can't go away. Because I'll kill you. And he was like, I wish you would kill me, Detective Richardson, that lives at 5678230 White Person Lane. Gasp. And your daughter. Gasp. What, your thick thigh daughter? Say, your your thick thigh daughter, some shit like that. Your wife and your son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vic didn't use some choice language I was using the film, (laughs) which is incredibly problematic and wouldn't be used today. It wouldn't be used today at that time. (laughs) Um,. And then he was like, you think I'm bluffing? He was like, but you don't have $100,000. And then they went to his, uh, well, he said he, the plan was, he was like, I paid some killers. And not just nigga killers, white killers, <laughs> the best kind. He's like, I paid him $100,000. Anything happened to me? He said, if I choke on a chicken bone, I was like, hey. <laughs> if I choke on a chicken bone, they're going to kill your whole family. And he was like, you don't have the money. And then they found out he got the switcheroo. And he's like, God damn it. This nigga put a hit out on my whole damn family. And he just gets in a car. Like, immediately after. There's almost no time. Mm-hmm. Just... And then roll credits. This movie ended so abruptly. Yeah, but it ended, though. It felt like it felt like somebody that, like had to take the tape back. <laughs> hey, there was no thing, like, huh? I kind, of, uh, I kind of enjoyed this movie, to be honest with you. Oh, no, it was great. This was, you see why this is classic. Um... The funny part is, like, this is, like, my mom's hella religious, and she told me this shit before. Uh, shit, sorry. <laughs> she told me this before, like, Superfly was her first movie, right? I was like, I did bad. It came out 72, and she was born in 65, and I was like, wait, how the hell is this your first movie? <laughs> your dad let you watch this? Like, this is, like, like, this is a, he's a pastor of a church. I'm like, your dad let you watch this? What, how the hell did you see this movie at, what, seven? <laughs> like, this is your first movie? Well, maybe uh, I don't know. There wasn't maybe this this black movie. There weren't a lot. Yeah, maybe true. And he was light skinned yeah. Grandpa was light skinned with wavy ass hair. Like he was, he was 
like half white passing, but he wasn't half white passing. Yeah, so yeah. They had the dips. Dips. Uh, <laughs> and he was all light skinned niggas, you know, so he was just he was one of them uh he was in World War Two in the Navy and stuff like that, so yeah. So there might be some things. But he found the found Lord and he pastor churches and stuff like that. My grandpa too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, we did have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm glad we saw this. Like I've never saw this movie, and I've never I think I've seen Foxy Brown. I've never seen that, but this is a fun watch, and I look, I look forward to seeing more of the Black Situation films. Yeah, like so, we so don't we, have to wait till next year. Because <laughs> I really want to see like, is this gonna work today? It's gonna be a different kind, and I kind of feel the like the thing it, about it: these movies were successful. Mm-hmm. For how much money they made, and how how much money they spent, and how much money they made, we went and saw these movies. We love representation. We love seeing us, and, and we these stories were our stories. Superfly is our story. Shaft is our story. Even though not a lot of us are cops, but it was about dealt with drugs, crooked police, and militants. And it's definitely right with social commentary. And that this oh, and soundtracks. And this conversation still stands. I don't know if the soundtracks can be as good as back then. Future is no Curtis Mayfield, I can tell you that. No. Because he's doing the soundtrack. And and being honest, like I love Kendrick Lamar, but the Black Panther soundtrack sounds like a Kendrick Lamar album, and I didn't need that. Like, I don't need Kendrick Lamar intros before every song, but I do love that SOB RB Paranoid. Have you heard it? Not yet, but I will. Shit claps, bro. And a Mozzie song claps, too. And I was like, damn, please, I hope they're playing these songs during the movie. Because I, if I hear Mozzie and SOB while I'm watching the, a big budget black movie, I'm like, eh. Woo! We done did it. We done did a lot, y'all. <clears throat> we done did a lot. I'm, I'm halfway tearing up. Uh, Yeah. Superfly was awesome. So we're, what, we're Dolomite next week? Or Foxy? Uh, Foxy Brown. All right, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else for wrap up? <laughs> Never wrap it up. Shout out to Kamala Harris, Ric Flair, the Four Horsemen, Colin Kaepernick, and Shannon Sharp. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Thanks to War and Peace musical guests this week. Follow us on allpodcastmatter.com. Like us on the internet. Oh, you almost did it. You almost had like a quick streamline of everything. I know. I, I decided to throw something in extra, and I'm like, I shouldn't have said it, but it's so smooth, and I fucked it up. But that's okay, because mistakes happen. Follow us on the internet's newspaper, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Vic, what's your Twitter handle? It's Damone. Uh, follow us at 2,000 followers strong. Follow us at All Pods Matter is the mm-hmm. show's Twitter account. I'm at Panther5000. Follow us on Instagram and Snapchat too. Uh, I'm going to steal your ad lib because you don't say it anymore. But every episode, we mean this. Fuck Donald Trump. Two up, two down. So keep your head up And if it's meant to be Keep the pressure You shouldn't let up Those words you keep inside Gon' hit stronger When you are fed up No you're not alone But you will be If you don't fess up Told me time will open doors If I'm patient And keep it steady I've been shaking With this pounding in my chest If I collapse From all the stress Just know I tried To make it work I tried to get some distance From those brushing off My worth And damn it hurts To try and find Another place where I belong I'm sick of only Writing about my failures In a song I hate to see my mama And my pops decide to split I hate that I wake Every morning Feeling I'm not shit I hate that I don't sit and talk 
with my sister, she in the next room. I hate that I don't see my brother, but he's grinding for his kids. I hate my past relationships because it's one that screwed me up. Then I became an indecisive kind of person, just the luck that I've been running with. Prayers to the Lord for more time. I mean, I'm almost 22. Should I feel this far behind? I mean, the way I hear the story, should I ask for more time? I mean, the blessing of this life that I was given is fine, right? I tell myself that it's something I shouldn't sweat. So I've been quiet saying, let's keep it all inside. What a mess. And if they push to get it out, then I guess that it's word of mouth. But I probably just exhale. I've been holding my breath a while.